On this episode of Progressive Palaver, the group chronicles their adventures seeing Duran Duran and The Fix. Hi and welcome to Progressive Palaver, a group of lifelong friends and appreciators of music discussing the greatest progressive rock bands album by album. I'm Joe Beauclair and on this special edition of Progressive Palaver, I'm joined by friend of the Palaver, Sarah Caffey, as we chronicle our adventures seeing Duran Duran and The Fix. So here we are, um, joined once again by friend of the Palaver, Sarah Caffey. Sarah, welcome uh, back to the to the podcast. Very happy to have you here. Thank you. Very happy to be here. So, what exactly is going on here? We got some exciting things right now, right? Indeed, we do. And what are those things? We are going to see Duran Duran tonight. We are going to see Duran Duran. We are just moments, literally, away from from leaving the current domicile to head to the Dickies Arena in downtown Fort Worth, a new venue to which I have never been, to see Duran Duran for the third time in my life. Very exciting. I saw them, I believe, in 88 on the Notorious Tour. And then I saw them, whatever year the Super Bowl was in Dallas, I believe it was 06, 07 or 08, something like that. Um, saw them in a very strange um, concert with Jason Derulo and Kid Rock. But, uh, but tonight is Duran Duran headlining on their tour with special guest Sheik, which of course... Um, features none other than Nile Rogers. So that should be very, very cool. And while I do like to go into concerts spoiler-free, I strongly suspect, based on things I have seen, that Nile Rogers will join Duran Duran for at least one song. So that'd be cool. Very cool. Now, Sarah, you have never seen Duran Duran. Never. No, this is my first time. And how do you, I mean, what's your expectation at this point? You, you didn't grow up with Duran Duran, so, you know, if, if you were of my vintage, you would probably have a very different approach to all of this, but, but how do you feel? What do you expect to see or to feel or experience tonight? Yeah, I, I did not grow up with Duran Duran. I'm very excited to, to see what they're going to play from the old catalog. Um, I know this is future past tour, but they have many hits, so I'm hopeful for some of the old stuff. And when you say old, mm-hmm. like how old are you talking? Are we talking the first three albums, um, when it was all five of them? I know you have a particular affinity to sort of the second phase with Big Thing, mm-hmm. um, and then you know, the other albums as well. So is there a particular area that you're looking for or? I would love some big thing. I feel like they have to at least pull a song or two from the first three albums. That seems inevitable. My guess is there's going to be more than a song or two from the first three (laughs) albums. (laughs) Um, But then I love some of the more middle stuff like 
Um, maybe from Red Carpet Massacre. Mm. Um, I know you would like some astronauts. I would like some astronauts. <laughs> um, I anticipate there's probably not going to be a lot from the period where they were a trio with uh, Warren Cucurillo. So I guess that was, what, Medazzaland, Pop Trash, and there's another one. It's like Paper Dolls or something to that effect. So I don't anticipate much from there. Maybe Electric Barbarella, but, but we'll see. So the point is, we just wanted to sort of capture the level of excitement right now. As we prepare for this show, we will check in after the show to give our sort of uh, immediate hot take impressions on what we just saw. The rest of the palaver have promised to do a normal special concert series edition. And then Sarah and I will be back tomorrow for a pre and post for... The Fix. The Fix, yes. <laughs> we are going to see The Fix, which is like just... I, I was thinking about this today. After I see The Fix tomorrow, assuming, heaven forbid, nothing happens, after I see The Fix tomorrow, I think there's only one other band from, you know, Days of Music Past that I would really, really want or need to see that are still viable, and I'll have to check in to see if they're still alive, because you never know these days. Who's that? That would be The Church. Okay. So, Marty Wilson Piper, another guitar hero of mine. Hmm. So, very much into that. So, um, so yeah, this, this, uh, this little episode will be a little, will combine the four parts pre and post Duran Duran and pre and post the fix into sort of a, a sort of a short little um, bonus episode of some nature and uh, and then we'll follow it up with a full SCS with the full group so very much looking forward to that and can't wait to see what we see tonight me too all right so here we are, back home after uh, the Duran Duran extravaganza. We saw over three hours of music, and only two of that was Duran Duran. <laughs> um, Sarah, what, were, what was your thoughts on the uh, the show in general? Um, I think it was great. Um, I think it exceeded even the high expectations I had. Really? Yeah. Excellent. Very, very good. I, um, I I called out, obviously, the fact that Niall Rogers and Sheik played for at least an hour, if not a little bit more than. It was stunning to me. I've never seen an opening act garner that much attention, to be honest. And I've gone to shows just to see the opening act. Um, but Niall Rogers was, was amazing. And when Duran Duran came out, they were simply spectacular. When they came out, so if I look at my notes, like the first three tracks were just amazing. They opened up with Wild Boys, Into Hungry Like the Wolf.
and then Invisible from the new album. I swear, on um, Wild Boys and Hunger Like the Wolf, it felt like it was 1985. The place was <laughs> losing their mind. And of course, there was this gentleman in front of us. Complete and utter joy. He was he was a pleasure to be near. He was, yeah. He knew everything. And from the first couple of seconds of every song. He, before the show, I was keeping an eye on him because he had a spectacular shirt. It was a seven in the ragged tiger front. This guy was hardcore. <laughs> and I admire people like that because I am completely incapable of showing that much uninhibited joy anywhere. <laughs> um, so it's always nice when I'm at a show with someone like that. I'm like, get you, buddy. Yeah, he was great. Um, we had a funny little thing. We were betting if Nick was going to wear a colored suit and what color that was. <laughs> I guessed lime green. And he looked lime green for a little bit, but it turned out he was not lime green. Just a lighting trick. It was a dirty, dirty trick. <laughs> It looked green. It did look green. But it wasn't green. No. What was your favorite song? Ooh. Um, I think a tie between Union of the Snake mm. and Planet Earth. Planet Earth was good. Planet Earth was interesting. They did the band introduction, which is normally one of my least favorite parts of a show. I thought Simon did a great job with that. He did. He did. Um, what did you think of the stage show? It was very impressive. Um, a lot going on. A lot of the, the visuals, the graphics they had for each song were were really captivating. I found myself looking at those, getting a little bit distracted or sucked in. Um, but it was entertaining. Yeah. Some of those were very disturbing. Um, I found the... Well, so which... I don't even remember which song it was. Do you remember which song it was with the weird dancing robot lady? Ooh. I don't remember what song it was, but there was... Yeah, there was some weird dancing robot lady that was very very disturbing that one i didn't really care for i thought the visuals for invisible where they sort of blacked out or blurred out you know the people mm -hmm. i thought that was a little distracting but you know 
It's all good. Generally speaking, I mean, it was a very, very engaging stage show. I thought the stage was fun, right size, not too big, not too small. Yeah, I thought it was great. Now, you're a Simon fan, is that right? I think before I would have said more Simon, but after seeing the show, I'm leaning a little bit more Nick. Really? Yeah. I mean, Simon was great. He was very engaging and he is charismatic, but something about Nick just being up there silent, just looking uh, very fierce the whole time. Fucking Nick. He was, uh, he was working for me. Oh, that was another thing they did when they did A View to a Kill and they started out with the James Bond theme with the visuals. That was pretty good. I thought that was pretty yeah. awesome. Might have uh, inspired Simon's <laughs> uh, 007 introduction of himself, which was which was a little cringy and a little bit fun. A little bit. So the last show they did actually was a little bit different. How so? I swear if they played something from Big Thing, I'm going to be upset. No, they didn't. It was very similar. Looks like we got an extra song. Mm. Because we had one between Invisible and Notorious. song was hmm. um then they did a view to a kill come and done um give it all up friends of mine they didn't do union of the snake oh man a couple days ago we got union of the snake and that was when they were at madison square garden um no this was in columbus ohio friends of mine we got careless memories ordinary world there was, um, it's a track from the new album. I think it was Tonight United. Yeah. They didn't play that in Ohio. That was actually a pretty good one. That was a tonight. good one. Yeah. Uh, Planet Earth, Hold Back the Rain, The Reflex, and White Lines, Girls on Film.
and the same encore. So we got a couple different songs that Ohio didn't get. Hmm. Rockin', uh, rockin' on Fort Worth. Good for us. <laughs> and they do list um, girls on film mixed with acceptable in the 80s. Okay. So don't know what that's all about. And White Lines um, from the covers album Thank You was originally recorded by Melly Mel. Hmm. Yeah, that's such an odd choice. It's a, it's a, yeah, I can't believe they did that one live. Like all the stuff that they have to play, nothing from Big Thing, and they give us white lines. Eh. Yeah. But uh, that album is weird. I don't know if you've ever paid any attention to it. It has songs from Melly Mel, Sly and the Family Stone, Lou Reed, Elvis Costello, Bob Dylan, Public Enemy, Iggy Pop, The Doors, The Temptations, and Led Zeppelin. When did they put that out? 1995. Hmm. It was right after the right after the wedding album. Interesting. So, yeah, there you go. But yeah, it was a it was a great show. I thought they had a couple like weird sound things. Was it was it um, uh, it wasn't Rio? Was it or was it Rio? Uh, yeah, they had to yeah. start Rio over. They had to start Rio over <laughs> because John's bass wasn't working. Yeah, <laughs> which was and it was. Funny the way they all kind of just, you know, petered out, and it's like, wait a second, what's going on here? Yeah. Um, kudos to the the stage crew for hitting reset on all the appropriate buttons, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, came off without a hitch after that. So that uh, that's night one of the two night extravaganza. We will convene again tomorrow. Before we leave for Austin to see the fix, mm-hmm. we listen to a little live fix, real time stood still on the drive back from Fort Worth tonight, getting ourselves ready for tomorrow. So again, we'll check in um, pre and post show with the fix and we'll finish this out. Okay, so here we are on Wednesday, the 31st of October. This is the pre-fix portion. So we have relocated from Fort Worth to College Station. We are about to go to Austin. So we each had separate drives from Fort Worth to College Station. So Sarah, what did you listen to on the drive? I actually just shuffled the whole fix library available on Apple Music. So it was bouncing around from album to album. Excellent. Yeah. And what sorts of things did you hear that like really captured your interest today? Oh, I honestly kept getting excited when it rolled to some of the songs from the new album. Oh, nice. So it, it's just, it's amazing how happy I will be to hear almost everything. I don't skip songs by the fix when i'm going through like i do with other bands so i'm pretty pumped for it all so we were kind of casually talking last night about this show and again to set the stage neither one of us has ever seen the fix i have been into the fix for probably uh 38 years you are relatively new to the fix extremely new 
So you've been into the fix for what, about two months at this point? <laughs> However long ago it was that you bought these tickets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I bought the tickets. I'm like, hey, you want to go see the fix? And you're like, sure, who are they? <laughs> Which is awesome. Um, but you've obviously gotten on board. So anyway, we were discussing casually last night this show, and you asked me the question of what song would I most like to hear them perform tonight? And so I'm going to ask you that question here on air. Mm. Is there a song that if you heard tonight, you would go, oh my God, and just pass out? Yeah, I really want um, Less Cities, More Moving People. Oh, that is one of your favorites. Mm -hmm. You're a big Phantoms fan, I which am. I like. I am. He I might have influenced that. it. <laughs> It, uh, it is, it's a fantastic album. I have, um, so I was listening to the live album Real Time Stood Still on the way down tonight, which I still don't know when, I haven't been able to figure out the, the booklet is very busy, when that was actually recorded and released, but there were two um, fantastic live versions on there. One was the song Outside from Reach the Beach, which... That is a song that I honestly never would have thought they would perform live. Hmm. It just, the recorded version doesn't really seem to translate very well, but they do an excellent job of, of, of doing that. So if I saw that, that would be great. And then we were discussing earlier this morning, the, the other surprise on that real time stood still is The Fool from Shuttered Room, which is their first album with which you are not terribly familiar. No. Um, that is exceptional in, in terms of that. And that's one of those songs that is really dark and creepy and spooky and has excited me ever since I first heard it. And so I would be thrilled with that or really anything off the first album besides Red Skies and Stand or Fall, which we know they will perform because those are, you know, those are standards. Um, so Cameras in Paris, The Fool, um, even Lost Planes would, would get me going, mm. honestly. Um, so we'll see what they perform. But, I mean, and, and we sort of joked amongst ourselves, this this band, if you like this band, their catalog is exceptionally strong front to back. So I don't really think there's we can lose here. No way. So very much looking forward to that. We are about to get in the car. We will check back in with everyone after we see the fix. Um, and yeah, we'll see how this goes. So can't wait. All right. So we have closed out concert week after driving back from Austin to college station. And, um, yeah, Sarah, how was the fix at Antone's in Austin? It was incredible. I had the best time. How um, how close were we? We were, I think, about as close as we possibly could have been <laughs> without being on stage, um, which was which was pretty cool. Yeah, it was amazing. It was uh, it was an intimate venue for sure, and somehow we managed to get there early enough that we were right on the stage, right in front of Jamie Westorm. It was phenomenal. We made um, a very nice friend, a fellow by the name of Craig, who um, had hoped to bring his son, but was unable to do so because of the age requirement to enter. Um, he had seen the band up to seven times, he thought, 
Um, and he scored you after the show, the Jamie West Orem set list, which yeah. is kind of cool. Yeah, he clambered on the stage and almost got a... He got a very dirty look from the roadie. He did, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got chased off by the roadie, but yeah, very, very nice of him to give us the set list. Uh, let's be clear. He didn't give us the set list. He gave you the set list. <laughs> <laughs> You know, obviously a very different experience from Duran Duran in the big arena. I mean, was it all you had hoped for and more? Or did they, uh, you know, what, what were your thoughts? Yeah, it, it was all I hoped for and more. And and definitely a change of pace after the show last night, like you said. Um, and very cool to see them in that kind of small of a, of a setting after just engrossing myself in their music the last couple of months and being that close, um, it was it was very overwhelming in a, in a wonderful way. They played some of the songs that we were hoping for, including um, Less Cities, More Moving People. Beautiful Friction, which was absolutely a delight. Was incredible they played um quite a few from the new album and they were all really good 
And we'd been talking about this because in our listening over the last couple of weeks, we had heard different interpretations by the fix, whether in the studio or there are a couple of different live albums. Um, I think there are three different live records that are readily available. Um, the original React, um, Time Stood Still, um, and then there was this other one that was on Apple Music that was also recorded at the Rock Plots, but it was at a different time, I think. And the band, you know, they seem to be able to reinterpret their songs in interesting ways that somehow don't detract. Like, the, the core music is so good that it... You know, they can do these sort of different interpretations, and it's not like you're missing the studio version or something. Um, they're, they're really quite adept at doing it, and I thought that came through in spades tonight. Like, I wasn't at all surprised by it, because, you know, we had kind of talked about it a little bit, and it was great. Favorite band member? Mmm. I think it has to be Cy for me. He was incredible. I had a hard time looking away from him, especially being that close. How about you? He, uh, yeah, he definitely, you know, there's a reason front men are front men. And he has an undeniable charisma about him. Much as I anticipated, I was torn between Jamie West Orem and Dan K. Brown. Dan K. Brown. Let's just talk about Dan's outfit. (laughs) So starting from the top of his head... (laughs) <laughs> where he was wearing a beautiful snowy white top hat, dark shades. He had on a white shirt with a bolo tie. Incredible. And how would you describe his jacket? It was like a velour blazer with a like baroque pattern. <laughs> it was insane. It was off the charts. It takes a special piece of clothing to overwhelm a white top hat and that jacket did it without any problem his pants were gray of some nondescript cut near as i can tell because i was so captivated between the top hat the jacket and the sparkly sequin shoes yeah they were like black loafers completely bedazzled that I don't, I certainly didn't notice until they, were they leaving before the encore? Was it when they came back that you called them out? I think it was when they were leaving, when they were, when they were going off the stage, like Dan was walking around and, you know, cause it's a very small stage. And so Dan had to go back from his corner on the far side, walk sort of through center stage in front of the drum kit and then walk back around and I must have been blinded by the, the the bedazzledness of these shoes. And so here's the amazing thing about Dan K. Brown is that he doesn't do anything. <laughs> he literally walks back to his corner and he stands there completely still and plays these phenomenal bass lines like it's nothing doesn't move, doesn't smile, doesn't change instruments. He just plays all night. And 
I, like I enjoyed watching him um, just to see the way he was so effortless about it. But unfortunately, with him being so stoic, like, there wasn't a whole lot to watch necessarily. I mean, his playing is phenomenal, but he, you know, he's so not flamboyant. And you've got Jamie West Orham literally right in front of us. Yeah. And um, he is interesting, very interesting to watch from any number of, of different reasons. So, I mean, Dan's my favorite, but I very much enjoyed watching Jamie. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, maybe it's why Dan wears uh, these fantastic outfits. He wants to get a little bit of the attention because, yeah, he just blends into the background otherwise. Yeah. Because he's so still. He doesn't. He never moved at all. But he looks so... So cool that every once in a while I would just stare at his jacket or his hat or that bolo tie. <laughs> it was so really amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Very I mean, cool any guy. one of those items of clothing, but you put them all together and it takes a special man to pull that off. Does. He did. And, and he did it in spades. And then, so we're sitting around afterwards, small club, figuring, hey, we'll run into the band. And we're like, nah, I don't think we're going to run into the band. So we walk out and what happens? Sai is at that exact moment getting off of the bus, and uh, Joe gets to I got talk to, to him and get them, you know, schmooze with with one of my heroes. It was great, <laughs> and uh, he he declared Sarah to be a newbie. Is that what he called you? Yeah, you you outed me for uh, only <laughs> hearing about the fix a couple of months ago and and no he was very enthusiastic and thanked you for bringing me um into the fold and um yeah so got him to sign the booklet for my copy of react which was very cool took some pictures in which i look very odd but that's okay (laughs) i have like a very big head or something i don't know (laughs) maybe it's just Sai has different proportions. I'm not quite sure, but it was very, very cool. So yeah, it was uh, it was a fantastic, fantastic evening, fantastic concert week. So we had two wildly different experiences, two nights in a row, mm-hmm. and I'm very, very thankful for both of them. How's am I? Well, so thank you for coming along, and thanks for sharing some initial thoughts and. Like I said, for those of uh, you who listen to The Palaver, expect a full special concert series edition in covering these two concerts, plus um, Ken Gregory's experience with Peter Hook and The Light. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Progressive Palaver. As always, we've enjoyed sharing the conversation with you, and we look forward to your thoughts, comments, feedback, and questions. You can reach us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. We are at ProgPala on all of those, or search for Progressive Palaver. You're welcome to email us. Our email address is progpala, that's P-R-O-G-P-A-L-A, at gmail.com. Progressive Palaver is available for subscription and download on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or presumably wherever you find your podcasts. And we are, as always, hosted on SoundCloud. So until next time, thanks for listening.